I also really want to represent different types of people. Growing up, that was something that wasn't necessarily there all the time. It's been really important for me when I've been creating Cold Girl is to make sure that she's always brown, just so that there's a little bit more out there. From 21 Story Productions, this is Tend to Tell. We're out to prove that everyone has a story worth listening to. People tell their story in their own words in just 10 minutes. My superpower is that I'm really good at recognizing what people mean versus what they say. I'm a UX designer, UX UI, and I illustrate. But I come from a graphic design background, so I do a lot of that as well. I feel like I try a lot of things and they don't work out. <laughs> but that's the whole point, right? You just try a bunch of stuff and then eventually one of them will work out. UX and UI essentially are kind of two different things. UX would be the user experience and UI would be what it looks like. Together, they work hand in hand. Well, I always drew. Like as a kid, there's photos when I was living in Hawaii and there were just drawings all over the walls. My parents realized that I was really into that and they just like gave me a little desk and crayons and I was just like making stuff all the time. And I was like, yeah, I wanna be an artist. I wanna be a dancer, I wanna be a singer. And they were like, no, 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 you can't do that. It's not because they didn't think I was good enough. It was because they don't understand how creative jobs work because before that wasn't normally a thing you could make money off of. I decided <laughs> that design is a good medium. Like it's a good like compromise, I guess you could say. I moved back to San Diego where my parents had a home. It was pretty much just me and my cousins. Um, my little brother is about seven, eight years younger than me. Didn't meet him for a while. I was in yearbook in middle school, <laughs> and I would make layouts, and I was super into that. And then using InDesign before it was InDesign, it just kept going from there. So I originally wanted to go to art school, um, and of course I wanted to go to New York. I really, really wanted to be out of state and move somewhere. You know, like college is really expensive. My dad, because he was in the military, I could go to a state college for free. I just had to pay for, you know, room and board and um, books and supplies, things like that. I ended up going to Cal State Long Beach. I studied studio art with an emphasis in graphic design. When I was in college, I had a professor. He always had us bring in the worst piece of graphic design. Bring in your worst flyer. Bring in your worst something. And then also bring in the best. Essentially, every time you know, I would look at something, I would kind of judge it in some sort of way. And if I hated it, it meant it was something I needed to explore more and I needed to understand why. After I graduated, I just ended up moving slowly up the coast, moving around to different neighborhoods, trying to get my footing. I really wanted to make my Los Angeles story mine. I ended up working retail, worked for uh, a company for about four years. What I really wanted to do was what I went to school for. 
I wanted to go to New York because I had always wanted to go. It was just a plan. Like, I wanted to go there for college, but it was too expensive. And then I wanted to go after college, and I just never did. So it was just something that it was like, okay, just do it. And if it sucks, you can come back home. And so I went so that I could design and I could test myself in like a different environment that I wasn't familiar in. When I moved to New York, I had about $400 and ended up freelance design. I feel like freelancing is really difficult, you know, and a lot of people don't know how to navigate it, at least in the United States. And to be able to do that, like obviously there were hurdles. I mean, I went back and worked retail for a little. Um, I was really broke a lot and couldn't do things all the time, but I knew I wanted to do it. And so far it's worked out. My favorite type of music, YouTube currently calls it chill hop. I, I always called it sleepy music. It's like jazzy and funky and soulful, kind of slow. It feels very instrumental, but has like the bass or the beats within it. It's just like very cool and calm. My first like month or so in um, New York, I was working at a coffee shop that was like right across from like this Biggie Smalls mural. I was living in the neighborhood where he was from. I was sitting there working and this girl just looks at me from the other side of the table and she's just, she taps me. She's like, hello, are you Filipino? So I answered, I was like, yes. And she ended up being also from San Diego and we had a lot of similarities in the reasons why we ended up in New York. We started just meeting up, working regularly in the coffee shop, and then talking about what ended up being Walanghia. Walanghia is a collective of diasporic Philippinex performance artists, writers, visual, multimedia, queer, trans, all creators. The reason why we landed on the term Walanghia is because in Tagalog, it literally translates to without shame. But when it's used in context um, and said to you, it means shame on you. And it's been, you know, it's something that's just been kind of ingrained into a lot of like Filipino narratives um, growing up. It's just something that's said, targeted mainly towards women or promiscuity. That's something that we've been exploring a lot is what, you know, this shame means and how it just lives in ourselves and in our generations and before and after us. All of these different dichotomies and all these different things that we were all confused about. What is our culture? What does it mean? We were able to talk about with each other. We figured it, it's important and we need to work on it. We were working with a bunch of women trying to figure out what we wanted to make. And then we decided we wanted to make a pageant called Miss Walanghia. I wouldn't have thought that working with this collective of sisters or like with like my own personal work and being in this space now would change my opinion, but it really has. My goals now are to still continue exploring and creating, but kind of doing it with more intention. Um, and more meaning of what I'm trying to create. When I was working retail, I started noticing some frustrations in the way that I was being treated or others were being treated. So I started this series and it was just like the most ridiculous things that people say when they don't know 
that they're being rude. It resurfaced again after I moved to New York. I kept getting these comments from people that I would either go on dates with or I would hang out with that I was just a very cold person, which I never really thought that I was. Maybe that's me, maybe I should just lean into that. I was walking home and I was just like really cold and emotional and I was like, I'm not cold. It's like, I'm not. <laughs> and then I just started thinking about all of the ridiculous things that, you know, I've done in the past that have just been, you know, based on pure emotions or whatever and things that other people do. So I just started making illustrations based on that. Just kind of a commentary on the kinds of things we say. I don't really know what people should take from it, but I think it's kind of fun. Right now I'm working on Cold Girl greeting cards. I want them to be made by local printers and I want them to be sold in local stores. I also really want to represent different types of people. Growing up, I think that was something that wasn't necessarily there all the time, was having different role models, different things to look at, and even different like drawing styles. I think it's been really important for me when I've been creating Cold Girl is to make sure that she's always brown, just so that there's a little bit more out there for people to see. Um, then I would hope that that would make the world a better place. I know that that's kind of idealistic. I think I'll make things for the rest of my life. I don't know if I'll necessarily be design, but I think that I'll make stuff or make something forever. Our sincere gratitude to today's guest, Trisha Frula. Follow Cold Girl on Instagram to enjoy her hilarious and insightful illustrations. Trisha also designed our podcast artwork. The show is produced by Nathaniel Sams and myself. Nathaniel also does the audio mixing sound design and writes all the original music. I'm Rebecca Knowles, and this is Tend to Tell.